Welcome to Maker Conversations. I'm your host, Tiff Marshan from Night Carver Designs. And today on the show, I have Andy from Andy Bird Builds. And Andy is a CNC guy. He does a lot of other things, but that's where I found him. I had bought a X-Carve many years ago. Never liked it, but I worked it until I could get my Onefinity CNC, which I but we're not gonna talk about CNCs. We're not gonna trash them. I just want to say, like, that's how I discovered him, and I really loved what he was doing on his YouTube channel and on his page. I just thought he was a really nice guy, very relatable, and I was excited to sit down and chat with him. We did get stood up by Bao from Bao Lao Designs, and uh, it hurt. It hurt a lot, and we are going to harass him about it as much as we can. But anyways, I hope you enjoy this interview and just a shout out to Sabretooth for sponsoring this show. They're an amazing company and I really, really appreciate them. And actually, I want to give a couple other shout outs. Serious Grit, you guys are dope. Thank you for sending us more paper for WorkbenchCon. I'm sorry, apologies, for Makers Camp because I can't wait to use it there. Um... They had just supplied me some from my shop, and I didn't want to bring it to Maker's Camp, I'll be honest. So I reached back out, and they were super agreeable and sent us some more. So I am pumped. And same thing with Parcel Safety. Thank you guys for sending us masks to protect us while we're going to be carving at Maker's Camp. All right, I'm done. Have a great day. Enjoy getting to know Andy. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, good. I don't think the co-host I had lined up is making it because I haven't heard from him today. Did I tell you who I asked? Uh-uh. I asked Bao to come on because I thought that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that would. Yeah, but he hasn't read the message, so I'm assuming he's with family. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it sounds like Bao. I was going to say maybe some kind of kid did something. <laughs> or <laughs> Those kids will get you. Every time. Do you Every have kids? Time. Oh yeah. We've yeah. got uh I've got a 15 month old. Oh yes. So I'm glad I'm past that. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is, it is. You can be and, honest, but, but it's good. <laughs> no, no, but it's weird, isn't it? It's like yeah. the the coolest thing ever, but it's also like the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So no, it's it's a it's absolutely the most exhausting thing ever. But yeah, it is it is the coolest thing. And then when you, mine are six, so I have twins, uh, twin boys, oh. and yeah, yeah, that's why maybe that's why my experience is maybe. extra exhausting. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah. but now their personalities are coming through, and oh my mm. god, I thought I was funny, and I thought I had like a quick like landing on stuff and delivery, oh. but. I got to keep up with them now. And it's great. I'm like, okay. So now it's just a house of comedians. I'm cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. As long as you're not the, the butt of the joke, right? Uh, I kind of get to be target. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It happens. Everyone wants to harass mom. Why not? <laughs> right. Right. Twin boy. Or you say boys, right? Yeah. Twin boys. Yep. Whew. I mean, I don't know. After, after doing one, Mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine I know it's one of those things where you just figure it out like yeah. as you go right yep. but doubling like diapers and feeding <laughs> and stuff mm -hmm. I'm 
Good for you. I'm just going to say that. Good for you. <laughs> it is not a dark secret to my listeners that I had that postpartum depression, had mm-hmm. to dig out of all of that. Yeah. It's an, it, it definitely was a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I uh, stayed home. Uh, well, I work from home. So of course I stayed home, <laughs> but uh, my wife is a teacher. And so last school year, um, I was the primary care giver while she was at work. Yep. And um, that was... It's intense, right? Very intense. And it's not for everyone. And uh, I don't want to do that. Like, it was great. And we formed like a really close bond Mm -hmm. and we spent so much time together. But um, (laughs) I I don't really want to do that again. Yeah. At least, at least the whole five day a week thing. Having help. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, the whole last year, like the last school year, when I say last year, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, my wife would go to work and like, I would, you know, stay at home, do the whole, the whole taking care of a baby thing. Mm-hmm. And then when she would get home around four o'clock, we would just switch. And so yep. I would go to work and we'd hand the baby off. And so that was really, really hard. Uh, one, we didn't see each other much, but two, it felt like there's like things didn't have their place, right? Yeah. Like yep. things were constantly pulling yep. at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, I should be working. Oh, I should be spending time with the family. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, you experience what we call mom guilt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you step away from that and then you're like, should I be away? Like I <laughs> yeah. should go back. I should be yeah. with my family. Like, like yeah. you don't hear a lot of guys have that experience and that's interesting to hear. It's tough, isn't it? Like, Oh my goodness. It eats <laughs> like, away at you. Cause it's hard to focus at the task at hand. A hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't focus on anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like I just felt, I just felt like, I, I mean, honestly, I, I did go through some, some depressive states. Yeah. Like, um, and it wasn't like towards the end. So I would say, so the school year started in, let's just say Labor Day. Mm-hmm. The first, you know, couple months I realized like, oh crap, like, like this is more than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, how am I going to get this work done? Right. Yep. Like, I got to keep, so my wife, it's no secret. My wife being a teacher, she doesn't make all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to produce income as well. Uh, so, uh, about Christmas, it really got to me and I was like, just a lot. I went through a lot of doubt too. Like, why can't I do this? I should be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yep. and it wasn't until a friend, um, uh, my friend Katie, uh, who she has two kids that are two and four and we're, our, our, our families are, we met in college our families are friends, but one That's day awesome. I was talking, yeah, one day I was talking to her about it and she was like, uh, why do you think you can do both things like well? <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, that's just me. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do something like I need to do it well, like not just surviving. And she's like, yeah, but you're literally trying to work two full-time jobs. Um, and like, why don't you think that's a lot? <laughs> and I was like, 
that's a good point. <laughs> so, um, but isn't that interesting that like, uh, like I didn't realize that until I talked to somebody that mm-hmm. had dealt with the same thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't could realize relate. it. Yep. Yep. And honestly, if, if Joe Schmo told me that I probably, I wouldn't listen to him, you mm-hmm. know, but the fact that she had been there and she, um, I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe there's something. And I respect her. She's very hardworking. She's in the air force. Nice. And, um, uh, I was like, if, if she can't do it, then not, not can't, I don't say it in a bad way. But no, no, it's a struggle. You, it, if it's a struggle for yeah. her, why, why wouldn't it be a struggle for me? Mm-hmm. So anyways, we got some help after that. Um, Great. And uh, uh, we had uh, a lady uh, from our church help us out one day a week. So that gave me, I was down to four days. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but then uh, we put them in daycare this year. And that's been the best thing ever for him. It's been best for me, mm-hmm. um, for all of us. So now I know we went through a lot there, but no, now, I think that's great. This is, the, this is really nice to hear from the male perspective. It is. Well, I hope so. It, no, it really <laughs> um, is. It's fascinating because um, um, you, you hear females struggling with this. So yeah, yeah, no, like I, I did struggle with it. Like I, like what, it sounds like really deep, but I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I changing diapers and feeding bottles and, um, staring at ceiling fans. <laughs> yeah. It's all necessary things, but it is really hard. Yeah. It takes you away from who you were from yes. those moments and you lose it. And then you just become this machine. Like yeah. at least that's what I, I couldn't even think like, it was just like, okay, next thing, next yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. You know? And so. you know, that's that looking back on it like that's probably some of the in my mind mm-hmm. it's some of the most important work that I'll ever do yeah like you know raising your kids and um like that work should matter and it does mm-hmm. I say work but that no, the, I know the, what you mean <laughs> yeah yeah like that those tasks or that part of life should be significant um and but it's like, there's just so much monotony in it. Mm-hmm. And I think you said it really, really good. Like, um, uh, it takes you away from who you were. Yep. Um, and so me being a, uh, a very, uh, I like to think of myself as a higher achiever. Like mm-hmm. I put myself into things and, um, no, I can see that from you. I'm very similar. I've, just talking to you, I can see we both have that drive where you just keep yes. pushing yourself and you want to do better and do yep. more, take on more, even if it kills you. And then you have to set yep. set, set boundaries, I'm sure. Like I've been yes. trying to set boundaries with my responsibilities, yep. which I do talk to friends about. I have people who I voice it to and I'm like, I'm not going to do this this weekend. And they're like, good for you. Like they have to cheer you on. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So going from that, um, to, you know, being dad mm-hmm. and not knowing what that even means, like, <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Yep. I've never raised a kid before, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and figuring all that out. Um, yeah. So anyways, it was a struggle. I have so much respect 
um, for moms that I, uh, not that I didn't have it before, because I just want to make sure people know where I'm coming from, but, <laughs> yep. um, but I just didn't, uh, realize that. And, um, yeah, like, and then having multiple, like having multiple kids and then thinking about, you know, like my mom growing up and, and then realizing like what she did for us and mm-hmm. she worked and she also took care of my sister and I, and, and um, yeah, go moms. Like, right. It's tough. And, and go stay at home dads too. Let's cheer them on too. Yes. Yes. yes, Anybody who's staying home with your kids all day, seriously, it's a lot. And then all of us who do that and then our makers as well on top of that, you know, but that's like your therapy to me that at least for me, like when I get to go out to that garage or into the basement, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I, it is therapy for me. But, um, you know, it's work at least it's too. work. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. You're recording, um, you're like recording purposeful content yeah. for people on YouTube. So it's, yes. it's real work for you. Yes. And, uh, but it is therapy when I don't have to turn the camera on mm-hmm. and I can just go create something that's on my mind. Like, um, and that's really, really important. Uh, I think it's really easy to put to the side, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of makers, like that's how they are, why they started. Right. Um, exactly. And, and then it grew into something else and then you, but you lose the whole purpose of why you started it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do have to remember to get back to that and, and just create something that's on your mind for the fun of it. And don't feel like you have to, you know, take a picture of it or put it, you know, put it on camera, like. I don't want to put this on Instagram. Like, I don't care. Like, not that I don't care about you Instagram fans, but. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. You're recording for a bigger thing. You know, like it's, yeah. it's all these snippets I assume are that we're seeing on Instagram are just parts of the videos that you're yeah. making. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Instagram. So I started on, we're kind of, all, kind of all over the place, but anyways, no one cares. It's fine. Keep going. Perfect. Perfect. It's just like <laughs> it's a, a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I started on Instagram back in 2000, 2018. Uh, and it was like the biggest deal to me. Like I wasn't a person that like posts on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. I was really nervous to even like post like a static shot. <laughs> <laughs> I read your caption. I was laughing at it. I went yeah. down and checked. It was like, I've come out of my dark shadows of Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, because I was just one of those, one of those people on the edge for a long time, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of lurking in the shadows. Um, it's so funny that you read that. <laughs> did you have the account or were you like on a personal account that you were lurking? Um, good question. I think I had the account. Yeah, I had the account. Um, I was curious because, like, maybe you're that person who was talking to other makers but not posting anything. No, 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 I was okay, just, just strictly, straight lurking. Okay, yeah, straight lurking. Okay. Yeah, I was a straight lurker. <laughs> <laughs> not um, even liking the posts, just scrolling by them. Just scrolling by. <laughs> so uh, that's where I started, and honestly, the intent of that 
like obviously these this whole Andy Bird builds thing has grown in ways that I some I intended, some of them I haven't, I didn't intend, mm-hmm. um, or I didn't know were possible. Um, so I didn't have all, it's not like I had all this planned, but my initial purpose for starting to post on Instagram was to uh, just document almost like just a portfolio. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And I didn't care about likes or I didn't know anybody really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but yeah, just kind of documenting that because I thought that um, whatever this turned into, because I was hoping it would turn into something, um, at least I would have it documented or does that make sense? No, um, it does. It makes little sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were back then too, people were building galleries, like people were scrolling the whole page and they were just admiring all of the photos and stuff because it wasn't full of videos that you had to click on. So people like the overall gallery was the end goal. It's just like, Oh, let me look at all this beautiful stuff. Let me scroll through this. It's amazing how much it's transformed in like five years, you know, it's crazy. crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause I started posting on Instagram in 2018 myself, Uh but I was doing like Facebook and stuff before. So it was like a mixture of photos and videos naturally on there. And then when I transitioned to Instagram, yeah, it was, it was, it was different. I don't know. It's a whole different world there. Yeah. Way better than Facebook. Way better than Facebook. So I actually, um, I decided pretty early on that my Facebook page, I do have an Andy Bird builds Facebook page that I don't do much with now, but for me personally, Facebook, and it's still to this day, is for all my personal mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yep. So family, close friends, stuff like that. If you ask me to be your, if someone invites me to be their friend on Facebook or whatever we call it these days, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, that isn't kind of in that close circle. I, yeah. I tell them, I tell them no. Yep. Um, and then Instagram was um, for everything outside of that and uh you know kind of business at first and then because I was on Instagram before I was on YouTube yeah I saw that yeah uh and then YouTube kind of I was still on Instagram um I was trying to like you know grow a following an audience on Instagram and then I made a decision pretty early on to switch my focus as far as growth goes to YouTube and um, I feel like a lot of like of the the makers that I that started around the same time as me like continued with Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and that was a really hard decision for me because I saw all of them growing, and yeah. I saw all of them doing that, but I had to ask myself why. Okay, what are my goals? And uh, Instagram, growing my Instagram account didn't really accomplish my goals um, for what I wanted. It's a a tough choice. It is. And I feel like to be good, I say to be good, to grow a following on a platform, and I'll say this generally for every platform, every platform is very different. Even if they look similar, um, they all have their nuances and like in order to be good, unless you're like a major like brand, right? Where you already have a following, then it's right. different. But if you're just an individual, 
Actually, even if you're a brand, it's hard to grow. I'm having a hard time getting Sabretooth growth on YouTube going. Really? I got I to gotta really start focusing on it. They have 390 followers. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, so what I found is that you just need to focus where you want to grow. Mm -hmm. You have to focus and be intentional. Um, and so I chose YouTube um, just because of the monetary um, exactly. component. So. No, it's a smart choice. Now, when you went into it, like, did you have years and years of skills behind you for woodworking or was everything kind of new and you were just kind of sharing as you learned? The second option I did yeah. not have. Yeah. So the experience um, for woodworking kind of picked up around that two, early 2018 trying to think it was either late 2017 early 2018 is when I really started like I made my first cutting board or mm -hmm. um things like that before that it was strictly just DIY stuff on our house so we own our house we bought it in 2014 so I'd say 2014 is when I started gathering tools gotcha. to do projects around the house um, but I wasn't really woodworking uh I was just more you know DIY getting the stuff. yeah getting the necessary tools to get those jobs done yeah so um but yeah i was very much like even cnc like that's very much it was sharing as i was doing it and it still is that way um i saw you just upgraded yeah i did your build video i had to watch it <laughs> i yeah. was dying because those it is intimidating to see that many boxes come in. Oh my goodness. I would have I I see I won't buy an avid CNC because I would have to have like pay the option to have somebody come and assemble <laughs> it for me because I'm not going through it. And I'm just yeah. I'm watching you open all those boxes up and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was um man, it was it was a build. Hmm. It was a build and it was bigger than I thought it was gonna be, but I will say the pride that you get looking back. Oh, I'm sure on it. Like I put in, like I had a couple of friends come over and I was showing them uh, um, it. And they, I was like, yeah, every nut and every bolt that you see here, every screw, I put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the X but, carve I had took long enough. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even imagine. I'm like, no way. Yeah, it's uh it was pretty good, but I'm really excited to have that in the shop. And, yeah. Um, it's a process uh, getting up and going um, for, I guess, for people that, that haven't seen that, but I've got an Avid Pro 4848. So a four foot by four foot cutting bed, which is going to be massive. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's in the garage and it's the first machine in the garage. Everything else is in the basement. Oh, okay. So it's been a process of working, you know, just kind of I'm making over that space to be functional. Are um, you going to start bringing tools up to your shop, do you think, or, <laughs> or to your garage? I don't think so. No. Okay. I thought about it initially, um, but my wife is really set on parking in there. Okay. No, no, it's a valid concern. Get a carport. So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I so I like that told my husband, I'm like, we need a carport by next year. Like that's a must. Cause I've just been doing far too much stuff and my garage is far too small, you know? Yes. I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, so um, it's been it's been a process, and it's still. Yeah. Um, I've got to get the next steps are uh, dust collection and the spoil board. Um, I've got it. I've got it on there. I just need to cut the the layout that I'm going to use um, and work holding that I'm going to use, and then um, I'm going to paint like a cool backdrop. Um, awesome. One thing, yeah, one thing I'm really trying to do is being in the basement, you're so limited with lighting and colors. And um, I feel like my YouTube videos, like, and they're fine. Don't get me wrong, but they're a little brown. They need to be brighter. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting a lot more effort into the garage um, to get that space looking really nice. So, uh, so it's, it comes it's very important. It is. Yeah. My shop upstairs, like my garage, it still needs work. It's slowly getting there, but yeah. it's come a long way though. I got to yeah. say from where it started, it's come a long way, but man, it still looks like a college dorm room up there, you know? Yeah. I, I get comments on YouTube videos sometimes, man, invest in some, invest in some better lighting or, you know, like paint a, you need to paint your walls. And I'm like, I don't disagree with you, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you have to prioritize um, what what you're gonna do, um, and that's just been a low priority. So yeah. um, I feel like with content, there's like for me, anyways. Like I focus a lot on the content itself. Like I don't have the most expensive camera. I don't have the best lighting. Um, all those things are, I believe, are adequate. Um, the best sound, which I will say sound is more important than all those things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but I try to, I spent a lot of time writing. Um, believe it or not, like, I never thought I would write a YouTube, like, but I start, I write all my content out and I, I, I put a lot into the actual content itself. Um, and so that's where I, that's where I put my effort. Is that where you started with? Did you start writing scripts from the very beginning or is that something you adapted? I adapted. Okay. Yep. yep. I was curious. Yeah. So if you look at my YouTube journey, I started in the DIY, DIY videos. Um, and that's kind of, so I know you and I've talked before, but Bob Claggett from, I like to make stuff is mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. Um, we live in the same town and I guess, yeah, we can go down this rabbit hole. That's fine. <laughs> um, I was going to go somewhere else, but we'll go here first. Then it'll make more sense. Um, but yeah, so Bob, um, I would really consider him a mentor of mine. Like that's the kind of relationship we have. It's not just like, oh, Bob, you know, from I like to make stuff. So his relationship, his friend, the friendship is very, very important to me. And uh, I actually met him coaching his daughter's um, like youth basketball team. Oh, that's funny. Very cool. Yeah. And so I had no idea. Um, I was the assistant coach. And so I didn't know who was on the team. I just showed up for practices and helped. And I actually met his wife first. Um, and uh, and then uh, Jenny, his wife, uh, connected us together. And I had just started woodworking at the time. I had like made like that basic cutting board mm-hmm. and just basic stuff. And 
he was really interested in what I was doing. That was kind of cool. Um, he seems like he's a genuine person. You know what I mean? Like very genuine guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm kind of giving the cliff notes version here, but anyways, that's kind of how, um, like I asked him if he wanted to have lunch. Um, we just built that relationship and that was, you know, four years ago now. And, uh, so I kind of modeled my content after his, which was really, really dumb <laughs> um, in hindsight, but that's what I knew, right? Yeah. The reason it was really, really dumb. What were you going to say? I was just going to say a lot of people do that though, is yeah. they have someone they really admire or like, and they try to model, like, this is not like it's a copy, but it's a modeling of their techniques and how they deliver things. So exactly. it's not uncommon when you're first learning who you are, you know? That's a great point. I, I yeah. appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, so that's where I started. And the reason I say it was dumb, not because what Bob does is dumb, but because to think that I was capable of that was naive of me. Um, but again, is it the intro too? I'm just thinking that because I watched one of your earlier ones today and it's like, hey, I'm Andy and come see what I'm making. <laughs> yeah, if you, right? I, have a, I try <laughs> not to go, I try not to go back too far and look at those. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there's probably even, so I, I just kind of took his natural like um, structure. Yeah. Like going from, um, like on a project, going from like talking head to um, montage mm -hmm. to talking head to montage to talking head to montage. If you look at their videos, I like to make stuff videos. That's kind of their flow. Um, and so that's where I started. And it's really hard to do. And and be good at it. Bob is a very good deliverer of information. Mm -hmm. He's very direct. Um, he's very direct isn't the right word, but he's very um, concise in his speaking. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So anyways, that's where I started. It worked out well, but I soon I did. Uh, I filmed the first 30 videos on my YouTube channel on my cell phone. Um, the first one that I, the very first video I edited, I did it on a computer that was like, and I did it like on Windows Movie Maker. So and, real bare bones. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I probably spent 20 hours editing that thing. And it was, <laughs> the video was very bad. <laughs> I'm sure uh, it's not that bad, but you're just because of what you've, how far you've come. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty bad. All right. Now I have to go watch it. <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, no one go watch it. I'm going to unlist it. I say unlist it. Unlist it now. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, I just trying to draw a picture of where I started. Like I did start, I started with no experience in videography, um, like editing, like that wasn't me. Uh, what I did before this and actually what I was doing when I started, um, I, I actually went to college to be a sports turf manager. Okay. So I grew grass for a living. And that's kind of the joke is like, no, I didn't go to college to grow grass. And they're like, what kind of grass did you grow? You know, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you do get asked that a lot. Oh, I got I got yeah. asked that a lot. But yeah. uh so think like um like NFL, MLB like fields. Like that's what oh, yeah. I did. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So um I did that for about a decade. And um long story short, basically stumbled upon woodworking when my day job wasn't going very well. I just needed something else to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where this was born out of. But anyways, so I didn't have any background in media, anything. And so everything that I've learned up to this point, like I had, like everything I've done, I've had to learn. Yeah. Um, I and, love that. Cause there's a lot of people like you who are scared. They want to go into it, but they <gasps> maybe think they're not ready, but you, like, you just got to do it. You just have to do it. So when you're starting, you just have to do it. No matter how ugly it is, no matter how, like, how many obstacles come in your way. um, Like, you just have to set your mind to it. Like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And I recommend giving, you know, give yourself, like, I'm going to make 20 videos and I'm going to see where that gets me. And I'm going to do that no matter what. Like, I don't. I don't care what it takes, like 20 videos or, or 10 videos. And that's what I'm going to do. I say 20 would probably intimidate somebody. 10 more achievable feeling, but no, I know what you're saying yeah. though. Cause yeah, like yeah. it takes a little while for you to get used to it too. And you're going to get better and better as you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've made a hundred, I don't know, around a hundred YouTube video. I'm over a hundred. It's like 110 or something like that. YouTube okay. videos. And I've been at it now. Um, two and a half years. And uh, I've been at Andy Bird Builds now full time for um, two years. Two years. Very yeah. cool. And how are you liking it? I... <laughs> two years in it's I'm curious to ask yeah um I I love it I really do I yeah. am very very fortunate to do what I do um but it is very difficult um people are like well how difficult can it be working for yourself well I am the worst boss to myself <laughs> so imagine um you know I don't give myself any grace I always expect more out of myself Mm -hmm. and uh, I do that for a um, dog was walking in here. (laughs) Um, I do that for a inconsistent paycheck. So how does that sound? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's hard. No. Like what made you want to go full-time? What was the drive? Um, so I've got a, a background in, um, I would say, like being an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, so my dad uh, owns, still to this day, um, owns a um, snow removal company in Michigan. And so like my first job was snow plowing. And so I grew up around that and learned a lot from him. Um, when it comes to just business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I was um, just out of college, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to go in the whole um, 
grass growing thing. So I actually tried, I, I, I started my own business um, and I was going to do like athletic field stuff on my own. And um, so I did that for like two years and I actually did that full time as well. Um, and I also did snow removal. I lived in a different part of the state as my dad. So I kind of put everything that I learned to, you know, everything yeah. I learned growing up to the test. And um, it's not a bad gig for Michigan either. Yeah. Right. Plenty of snow. Plenty of snow. That's where I grew up. So um, yeah, plenty of snow. Um, so, you know, you ask where the drive, where the, where that passion, where that desire came from. Um, I think I've always deep down, I've always wanted to own my own business. Mm -hmm. I've had that desire. Um, and yeah, so when I found out that the CNC had a big, big part in that, because I found out, like, I was just learning like the things I could do with CNC and the things I could make and the things that I could repeat. Right. Yep. And, um, I saw the opportunity there. And so it kind of just all came, that all came together. Uh, and How honestly, long ago did you get the CNC? Um, 2018, like oh, okay. uh, 2000, it was like November or December of 2018. So we're going on four, almost four years ago. Yeah, it's very similar to me. I think I might've gotten mine in 2018 as well, actually, yeah. maybe, or 19. All the years blend together. Who knows? Who knows yeah. anymore? Who knows? Especially like with all the COVID stuff, like all time references are just really out, out the window. <laughs> it really is. It's hard to remember like how long you've been doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, I was doing a lot of like, it wasn't just CNC work either. I was doing a lot of like traditional um, woodworking stuff. Um, and selling it and doing commission stuff um, there. And that was without YouTube at the time. Yeah. And then, um, and then I added, I added YouTube. And the reason I added YouTube, I think this is really important. Um, and this is where kind of my business mind come, like just the entrepreneurial thought process. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really, really hard to grow and scale a true woodworking business. Um, like if you are building furniture or building cutting boards or, and like that's, I'm just using those examples, but that's right. all you're doing. Yep. Like what? So if, if a woodworker doesn't go to the garage and build that piece of furniture, they don't get paid. Mm -hmm. um, like when they walk away, the business stops. And that's why like, um, like those business, those woodworking businesses, like true woodworking businesses really struggle um, because they feel like they have to be there. Yeah. I hear what you're saying the passive income is just not there. Just not there. Yeah. And how do you, you're going to meet, let's, let's say you can build a hundred thousand dollars in furniture a year. Mm -hmm. That's great. But you're not going to build, you're not going to be able to build any more than that because you yep. only have a limited number of hours during the day. So the next question is, is even if, and some people are okay with capping out at that hundred and 
um, building furniture and that's all they want to do. And that's mm -hmm. fine. But if you want to grow past that, or if you don't want to build furniture the rest of your life, you've got to think outside, outside of that. And, um, you know, are you going to hire another woodworker to work in your shop? That's hard to do because they're not you. So you're going to have to train them the way that you do things. Yeah. And, Trust them with all your stuff, not to get hurt. Yeah. 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 Um, so all of those things um, were considerations. So my goal is to build, like I still build things that require, you know, me to be there. There's no such thing as like complete passive or automation. Um, but I'm, I'm building a business to where I can scale it up, where I can pass off processes that anybody can do. And, um, you know, I have several revenue streams to where, um, if anyone is not doing well at the time, you know, another one can, yeah, uh, it's, it's, a you know, a lot of streams into one big funnel. Yeah. Right. I noticed you had like your Amazon affiliate store. So there's like that. So when you're recommending products, mm -hmm. you tag them all on your YouTube so that people can go there, use the link and just have those small things add up. I don't know how well that works for you, but it's nice to have an option that it might work out well. Yeah, so um, Amazon is is okay. Um, I could do better. There's people that have built their entire businesses on Amazon affiliates, which just blows my mind, but um, that, that does okay. Um, maybe a couple hundred dollars a month. It's not, it's not anything crazy. Still nice though. Yeah, it's still yeah. nice. Um, so you have YouTube. So revenue, my current revenue streams are YouTube, like ad, ad revenue, um, some sponsorships, which are hit or miss mm -hmm. like YouTube video sponsors, uh, Amazon, um, digital files through my website, mm -hmm. um, are, is a big one. And then we, kind of branch off from there too. We, we do sell files on Etsy. And then my wife, who um, she's kind of developing, I don't think I have one right here. We're developing the product side of our business as well. Because um, cool. I think there'll always be an aspect of product sales. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's what I started with. Um, and so we've been getting into a lot of laser stuff. Um, and what kind of products are you thinking about doing? So let, can I grab one real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. It has LEDs in it. And so, um, just like led fairy lights and it's all battery operated. It has a switch right here. It's awesome. So we designed that ourselves and we've sold, we've actually sold quite a few of them. Um, and, um, we're looking to expand that. Uh, I think we sold like a hundred of them last year and we sold already this year. We've sold like, I think we're at 40 and awesome. they're mainly some through the website, but mainly on Etsy, which I'm not the biggest fan of Etsy, but it's a lot of fees. I get it. Yeah. Yes. So are you, those are, you're selling them completed, like assembled and ready to go. We sell them two kits. Yeah, two two um, two versions. They assembled, and then unassembled. Smart business. Yeah, you have to like both options are perfect. 
because you can satisfy both customer base. I mean, honestly, I prefer if it was only unassembled. I, I know. hate it. I, I hate I totally, assembling these things. <laughs> I totally, I'm sure you do. You're like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> I don't mind assembling one of them or five, but after a while, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm sure your most preferred sale is a file, like yes. just selling a file. Yeah. So files is something that we've, we've dove into the last year and it's been really, really good. It's my favorite sale. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, one, it helps people save time. So it is, it is a helpful thing that someone is getting um, either time or they couldn't design it on their own. But yeah. what I found is a lot of people just want to save the 15 minutes or 20 minutes and they'll throw $3 at, at that. So, um, and then two, it takes zero on my end to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. I love a shirt sale or a hat sale. Oh my God. If I hear cha-ching and I look at my phone and it says you sold a shirt, I'm like, because yep. Printfill does all the work and I get my $6 or whatever I get. I don't care. Just right. it's beautiful $6 that I had to do nothing to earn. Yep. <laughs> like it's so nice. People, please buy shirts. They're on the website. Yes. Go buy shirts. And buy some plans while you're at it over at his website. <laughs> But I did know. So I was checking out your plans and I thought they were awesome because they like the perfect beginner processes when people are trying to do different things, like having like a hollowed out Christmas tree or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something that is going to be a big seller for them and they have to do none of the work. They can just plug and play and just get going because yeah, that's like you said, that's a big thing that stands in people's ways. Okay. We have my CNC, but now how do I use it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, I want to get better and offer more, uh, to eliminate that. Like I, so this is a big dream of mine, but going on that, what you just said, I would like to offer like complete sets of projects, meaning one day I would like to be a place where someone can have a CNC machine and they literally come to Andy Bird Builds and they get everything they need, like including the wood that they use. Um, That's cool. And like they just go on the website and they buy their project and literally everything they need shows up. And, you know, like whether maybe they don't need to buy the bits, but they can buy the bits or um we'll still have those options but to make i just think that it'd be really cool you know people just want to create mm-hmm. and you know sourcing wood and coming up with the files and tool paths and what tool do i use it's exhausting like, it is it is we could remove yep. all like you know setting that up and having projects like you can remove all of that and I mean, wouldn't it be cool if it just showed up on your door on a Friday and you literally just picked it up, loaded everything, put it on your CNC bed and you had a, like, that was your weekend. That's what you, you did a project. Mm-hmm. That's uh, great. And so I think there's a lot of room for, for those, like to make it easier and make it more accessible um, for people to, to create and to, to use the CNC. So. So what made you decide to do that for your content with teaching and 
talking mm-hmm. about different trends that you're seeing with like the five projects that you recommend people doing, you know, like what made you want to dive into that? Uh, so a conversation I had um, with Josh um, from I Like to Make Stuff, him and I were talking one day randomly and I was doing the DIY thing. I really wasn't seeing any traction for my projects. I, I say that I had one video go viral. Um, I had the stair video go viral. It's almost at 7 million views. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And, um, but outside of that, right. Uh, the other, I don't know, 50 <laughs> videos. <laughs> um, I was, I was kind of, I was in, I was getting discouraged and I, I, Josh said something to me. So Josh is a pretty straightforward person. And um, he said something to me along the lines of, you, you need to do something different than every other white guy with a beard on YouTube. He said, there's a hundred of you out there. Mm-hmm. And what makes you different? What makes you, like, what makes someone want to watch you over someone else? And that really got me thinking. Um, and meanwhile, the whole, the DIY YouTube thing and the CNC thing were separate. They were going out at the same time, but they were separate. And so I really, really struggled with this. Actually, my wife complimented me last night. She said that she was really proud of me for, because she knows how tough this was, um, to bring those two things together. And because that wasn't my initial vision. My initial vision was to do the DIY thing and continue to do DIY projects. And the CNC in the background would kind of fade away when the YouTube thing took off. Does that make sense? Yeah, Um, no, it does. The CNC for a while was just funding my YouTube, (laughs) my YouTube operation. Um, But uh, the, the conversation continued with Josh about he, and he, he won't even remember this conversation. It wasn't like an earth, earth shattering con- conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said, you know, I would really like to know, I'd really like to hear more about your CNC business. And I had never, I was like, what? Like, why do you want to hear about that? <laughs> um, and he's like, I just think he's like, I tried to do something like that. And you, um, I was selling some, some wholesale um, products at the time, and he just wanted to know more about it. And I was like, well, if Josh wants to know more about it, there's got to be other people out there that want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started. Um, I was still doing the DIY. If you look for a while, there's a mixture of DIY content and CNC content. Yeah, I noticed that because I followed you obviously for the CNC content because I have one and mm-hmm. that popped up as check this video out. And mm-hmm. uh, I liked that your flow, it wasn't boring. It, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was relevant. There wasn't any like bullshit that I didn't need to know or anything like that. Like it was just like, let's go over this stuff and let's, you know, get this done. Yeah. I like that. Good, good. And that's what yeah. I try to do. I try to get to the point. Uh, people, all right, side note, if you're doing YouTube <laughs> and you're not seeing traction, you just said it, cut the crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. 
I'll probably offend some people, but I don't care about your fancy edits. I don't care about your cool and your camera shots. Like that's not going to keep me coming back. You want the answers now. Yeah. Like I want the, I want the information. I want the meat unless you're Peter McKinnon or unless you are like some crazy videography channel, people don't care about your cool looking camera shot. They just don't. (laughs) I'll say at least if, depending on the content, depending on the content, when you're teaching, give me the goods. If I'm there for entertainment, then give me all those sweet, sweet shots. Like, let me see all those cool angles and all your awesome videography. But if I'm trying to learn from you, I just want the facts. Just give me it. Give me the goods. So you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, And that's why I said, like, unless you are a, 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 entertainment you said it mm-hmm. um or a or a like a videography ca- channel or something along those lines like you can do it for your own enjoyment if you'd like to do that mm-hmm. like bow is really good at that his oh, so pretty very the very, sawdust looks, he shows Whew. yeah <laughs> i always tell him he's the master of the close-up yes oh he is he right is. <laughs> and he does a fantastic job and i absolutely love it yeah um and remember, I did preface this whole thing with saying, if you're trying to grow on YouTube and not seeing the growth that you want to see. No, nope, yep, totally. Like there's some people that I like, I, okay, maybe one or two camera shots is really cool, but you just showed me two minute montage and it did not move the process along <laughs> at all. So anyways, that's just a pet, pet peeve of mine, but I had to learn that um, right. the hard way. And um. Again, if you like doing that and you don't care about growth, then continue to do it. And I'll continue to watch it. But if you do want to grow and you're showing me like 85% of your, your, your build video is just silky smooth shots with, (laughs) you know, like I, I just, you know, if you think about it, like me personally, like watching a build video, just talking about build videos. Mm -hmm. what's gonna like you really have to ask yourself like what is going to make someone want to watch my video again like the next time Mm -hmm. because people remember the experience that they had so like you said like my videos are like there's no crap it's to the point like you know you're gonna get that every single time Mm -hmm. um and so so your your previous video has a lot to do with the success of your next video. That makes sense. Um, and we don't think about it that way. We think yeah. about, we put a video out there and we want it to do well, but really it, it, your videos build on each other and people will give you, people will give you a little bit of their time to test you out. But if it's not what they expected or they didn't get anything out of it, they're not coming back. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a lot of sense. Is there anything <laughs> that you want to talk about before we head off? I know our time is just about up. Is there anything yeah. you want to promote that you have going on? Uh, so I'll just say this. Um, I've got a, I'm working on a big project. Cool. Um, and it, uh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Uh, so I, I can't do that and not show you, but anyways, so I'm working on my first online course. Um, and it is 
right here in these stack of note cards. Beautiful. Um, I've, I've got it all written. And the next step is to uh, shoot it all. It's going to be a video course. Um, and it's the title is not 100% decided on yet, but it's going to be about making money. You guessed it, making money with your CNC. Yay. So well, that's great. It's super relevant. Um, we were just voting on different things that people want to learn at WorkbenchCon for this year. Uh -huh. So I don't know if you know, I'm, I work with Kristen uh, Stockdale to plan it. I don't know if you know my involvement at all. I knew you were involved. I just didn't okay. know how. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I run the social media and then I also am helping her plan it and stuff and okay. organize and everything. But one of the things we were wondering is like, are people going to start moving into the online course area? And we felt like it was super relevant and the voting was, yeah, there was a, there's a yeah. lot of people interested. I think like 50 or so people were like, yes, I do plan on making online courses. So it's, yeah. The future is definitely going to be pretty cool. You're going to have lots of materials from a lot of people, it looks like. And it's just going to help anybody starting yeah. out. Yeah. And so that's, that's again, you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to introduce people to the world of CNC that have never seen it before. And then two, you know, show them how to make money with it or show them how to yep. profit with it. And so a course fits right into that. And I'm, my business is really missing that. I've actually had a lot of people ask me for one over the last little bit, uh, the last year or so. And I really don't have kind of a flagship way other than like, you could go back through my YouTube videos and watch every single one of them. And, but it's not concise. It's not right. in one spot. It's not um, digestible with follow-up questions and getting people thinking. So it's going to have all of that. So very cool. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to you. get it out. So I appreciate you coming out here and chatting with me for sure. This was awesome. We'll have to harass Val later and just like, what's up, dude? Yeah. He what's stood, up? he stood me up. Yeah. <laughs> stood uh, us up. Yes. <laughs> no, he stood you up. It's it's a true insult. You really got to get him for it later. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Great talking Bye. to you. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Andy. Like I said, I found him because I had bought my CNC and I was looking for videos that were going to be informative and help me with things and, you know, actually entertaining. So check him out. I am always impressed with the amount of stuff that he will pump through his shop. I am taking a couple weeks off and I'll be back soon enough with Andrew from Cold Brew Woodworking. So stay tuned and in the meantime, come find me at the Maker Camp in the Catskills in New York in the Sabretooth Tent. I'll be there with Sadie from the Awesome Orange and we are going to be carving up a ton of different things. I've got spoons and bowls and charcuterie boards. So come join the fun and a huge shout out to Miller's Rustic Sawmill. They sent us a giant pallet full of wood for everybody to play with. There are all kinds of different thickness levels and types of hardwoods. So I'm pumped to pop that crate open and see what's in there. And if you are looking for some more podcasts while you miss me, check out Carver Conversations, a Sabretooth podcast. It's got a ton of great people on there. Most recently, Anne of All Trades, which was a blast. She was 
so just like focused and attentive and gave me anxiety because she saw right through my soul and <laughs> was asking me all kinds of fun questions. So I love it when people kind of like turn the table on me and turn it around as I've got to spill my guts every once in a while. Anyways, I'm going to stop just rambling and you have a great day. Bye.